Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga member. This is not a member's reading. <laughs> this is just a reading episode. It is Misham Frost, Colt the 21st. My name is Adam, and today I'm reading the special attraction article, The Dragon Magazine Combat Calculator by Laura and Tracy Hickman from Dragon Magazine number 74 from June 1983. We all remember 1983, right? No? All right. Well, I would like to take a moment and thank the members of this YouTube channel and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the links in the description below and remind you that you can always pick up Dragonlance Gaming materials using my affiliate links also in the description below. Now, I came across this and I wanted to talk about it because one, I'm an advanced Dungeons & Dragons fan and advanced Dungeons & Dragons gets a lot of flack from people, especially people who play the most updated at whatever that time may be, version of Dungeons and Dragons. So right now, fifth edition. So I thought one of the biggest complaints about Advanced Dungeons and Dragons was how convoluted combat could be trying to figure out what number you needed to hit. And let me give you a little context here. This is, <laughs> this is how you discovered how you could hit an opponent, right? So you would have to first find which class you are to locate the proper attack matrix. And then, once you had your correct attack matrix, you had to discover your opponent's armor class. And remember, this is Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So, let me move this out of the way here. This is kind of bugging me. So only the Dungeon Master really knew what the opponent's armor classes were. So he had to do all the work, or she. And so, and let's be fair, it was usually just little boys in the 80s. <laughs> it wasn't a popular female game back then. Uh, though there were women who played it, of course. I just didn't have any in, in my low gaming group. <laughs> oh, how I wished. <laughs> anyway, so you'd find their armor class, and then you'd have to um, find uh, the level of the attacker. So if you were level three, you'd go down the three to four column to find their armor class, and that's the number you had to roll over. Very difficult, very you know, time-consuming, especially for the Dungeon Master. Now, because of that, Laura, who actually introduced Tracy Hickman to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, she and he came up with the Combat Calculator. So let me show you what that actually looks like here. So in Dragon Magazine, you can actually print this out. This is a, a you know, a scanned PDF version, so it's pretty blurry and, and low res. I'm actually going through and making my own high res version of it. I know there's others out there, but I wanted to do it myself. Um, in any case, this is the top circle, which had the classes. You could see their level matrices around the outside. It also had the monster matrix on the outside. And then they had all the different variables. So ostensibly, you would find out the number to hit and then compare your weapon with their armor type, because different weapons affect armor differently. You know, some of them stab, some of them slash, some of them are bludgeoning. So each type of armor had different resistance to different types of weapons. And it became this really, really time-consuming issue. And that didn't even include initiative with weapon speeds or casting times or, you know, the myriad of different monsters in one place and stuff like that. So combat could be very overwhelming. So Laura and Tracy Hickman got together, made this calculator in order to speed up. And this is the base 
of it, and you can see the armor class going around the exterior and all the little modifier numbers on the inside, which then lined up with these little windows that you can see in the face of it. And ultimately, you would end up with something that looked very similar to this. Now, this is from the Mage of the Striped Tower. He did his own version. Um, one thing I noticed when I did import the original into Adobe Illustrator and I started, you know, doing perfect geometric shapes and stuff like that is that it's not perfectly circle. So I don't know if it's the scan or what, but if you printed this out out of this magazine, it would not be a circle. And so, you, you know, just spinning it would not match up perfectly. So I'm correcting all those errors and stuff right now. But uh, I just thought because this gives you the two hit number and all of the lined up uh, variables to that two hit number right in front of you so you don't have to search through the myriad of different tables and then compare the different uh, weapons and armor. It, it's an in, insanely fast process compared to that. Now, I know some of you are going to say, that's still much more time consuming than modern Dungeons and Dragons. And I would say, you're absolutely wrong. It is not. <laughs> because modern Dungeons and Dragons, you still have to calculate all of the different numbers and then all of your different bonuses. And the higher level you are, the more variable bonuses you have. And so it ends up taking infinitely longer than just comparing it to one little chart here, one little calculator. So it doesn't really matter the version of Dungeons and Dragons you play. Whatever you enjoy is what matters. For me, it's always Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And when I discovered this, it was like a massive time saver, Hail Mary, wonderful option, right? So then I realized that there's actually an article discussing it. And I thought I'd introduce it to some of you who may not be aware of it. And maybe if you're not using a virtual tabletop, because obviously that's going to do all the calculations for you. Um, if you're doing it, you know, around the table, this will help speed up your gameplay when it comes to combat. And really the mechanics of combat is something that should take a little bit of time because in first edition, it was very specific. You know, you had facing issues, you had uh, numbers of people. If you were shooting an arrow into combat, it became this huge, massive mess. And, you know, combat wasn't like it was presented in fourth edition where it was, you are in this square, they are in that square, and you, you know, you can't really move around. Combat in Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, on the other hand, was abstract. The whole premise is, is that you're constantly moving around, feinting, reposting, dodging, blocking, parrying, striking. And so you can't just be in one square because you're constantly moving around. And so they had this concept of, well, you're sort of in a 10-foot square area moving around and, and striking and stuff. Um, and it makes it more com uh, complex abstractly, but it also makes it much more realistic abstractly, rather than just sitting five feet away from someone and slashing their sword at them, which is ridiculous, which is the way it is right now in 5th edition. So... I, that's why I prefer it, because it's much more realistic when it comes to fantasy combat, and I don't know, I just like it. So, anyway, whenever I do these readings, I always like to show the cover first, because they're usually pretty dope. And in this particular case, it's very dope. <laughs> so we have this wonderful dragon and this party doing their damnedest to fight it. 
I imagine this is very similar to the party of heroes in my last Dragonlance game when they came to the very top of the Tower of the Heavens and, uh, or whatever it was called, Citadel of Heavens or something. And then uh, the dude turned into a dragon and just started going at them. This is very much the same. They're all just like, oh my gosh, what's happening? This dude's hanging on by his, I don't know, was that a flail? Just awesome. I love these old school illustrations. They're so much fun to just look at and pick apart. Like, look at the guys with the tooth marks in the lower right in his armor. Like, huge holes. I just love it. So much fun. All right, let's get to the article. It's a base. It's a plate. It's the combat computer. One of the most complex and tiring tasks facing the earnest dungeon master in an advanced Dungeons & Dragons adventure is the proper and efficient resolution of melee. Combat is a blessing and a curse. On one hand, it provides the right atmosphere for conveying the thrill and the danger of the heroic fantasy milieu. Indeed, without combat, there could be no game. On the other hand, even the most experienced DMs find the mechanics of conducting combat to be time-consuming. Even with all the pertinent charts, tables, and rules spread out before them. And players must wait to know the outcome while the DM is referencing and cross-referencing all of his charts and tables. Now, help is at hand. The Dragon, trademark magazine, combat computer reproduced on cardboard stock in the center of this issue of the magazine is designed to help the DM save time and prevent mistakes when determining two-hit numbers for missile or melee combat. It's easy to assemble and almost as simple to use. So, here's how it goes together. Carefully separate the sheet of cardboard from the rest of the magazine by pulling it gently away from the staples or by prying up the ends of the staples, pulling the cardboard out, and reclosing the staples to keep the magazine pages properly bound. The larger of the two discs is the base. The smaller disc is the plate. Your combat computer will be stronger and more durable if you glue a second sheet of cardboard to the unprinted side of the magazine cardboard. Be sure the adhesive you use forms a tight seal around the outer edge of each wheel and around the edges of the windows that are cut out of the plate. For even more durability, you may choose to have the discs laminated after they're cut out. Cut around the outside of each disc along the heavy black outline using a scissors and a steady hand. <laughs> using a scissors? <laughs> and a... Okay. Then use a modeling knife, if you have one, and a straight edge to cut out the gray blocks outlined in black on the front of the plate. These, hold, these holes are the windows through which the armor class adjustments for various weapons are read. Use a sharp-pointed object to punch a smaller starter hole in the center of each disc. Then push a, some, a small brass paper fastener through the holes to hold the plate against the top of the disc. Turn the assembly over and spread the tabs of the fastener flat against the back of the base. Turn the assembly face up again and slide the discs around a few times to be sure they move freely. All right. Just in case you are a complete moron, they tell you how to put paper together. That's always nice. How it works. The combat computer offers a quick way to cross-index the armor class of the defender with the experience level or hit dice of the attacker, which yields the attacker's base to hit number. To determine this number, line up the pointer on the edge of the plate with the number of the inner ring of the base that represents the defender's armor class. Look at the colored bands on the plate, known as the class-slash-level arc. The divisions reading from the outside in are for fighters, monsters, clerics, thieves, and magic users. 
Find the colored band and the level or hit die range that applies to the attacker and refer to the break line to the left of the arrowhead for that section of the colored band. Follow this line toward the edge of the base and it will point to the base number needed to hit for that attacker against that defender. Example, a third level fighter is attacking an adversary armored in chainmail, armor class 5. Line up the pointer on the plate with the number 5 on the inner ring of the numbers on the base. Locate the section of the fighter band and colored red that pertains to 3 through 4th level characters and follow the path of that section break line toward the edge of the base. The break line points to the number 13, which is the fighter's base chance to hit in this situation. I have another example I'm going to be showing you for added clarity in a second, but just wanted to get this out here first. Armor class adjustments. One of the most often overlooked parts of the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons combat system is the armor class adjustment section of the weapons table on page 38 of the player's handbook. It stands to reason that someone using his bare fist, for instance, ought to have a better chance to hit and thereby do damage to against an unarmored opponent than against an opponent wearing plate mail. Although, most of the armor class adjustments for weapons are much more subtle than the bonuses and penalties for using a bare fist. They are all important. Failure to take them into account during the resolution of melee can mean the death of a character or creature who otherwise would have survived. Unfortunately, the combat computer can't automatically compute these adjustments, but it does display them. This is where the weapon windows on the plate come into use. When the combat computer is correctly aligned to yield a base two-hit number, each window reveals the bonuses and penalties that apply for all the weapons listed in the player's handbook. Without moving the plate, find the window that displays the adjustments for the weapon in question and either subtract the number given from the character's base two-hit number or add it to the player's actual two-hit die roll before determining success or failure. Remember that subtracting a negative number is the same as adding a positive number of the same value. Example, our third level fighter from the previous example facing an opponent armored in chainmail has a base to hit number of 13. His weapon of the moment is a battle axe. By looking in the proper window, immediately counterclockwise from the pointer in this case, the DM notes that the battle axe brings with it a minus one penalty to hit against an armor class five. To account for this, the DM can either subtract 1 from the character's base to hit number, making the number needed 14 instead of 13, or add minus 1 to the player's actual roll, decreasing the result before announcing whether a hit has occurred. Apparent versus Enhanced Armor Class. This is where it gets a little convoluted. Anyone who has turned the plate too far in one direction or the other has already seen by now that something goes wrong when a defender's armor class is better, lower, than two. And you have to remember, in Advanced Dungeons Dragons and Advanced Dungeons Dragons 2nd Edition, the lower the armor class, the better the armor class. So plate mail is closer to zero than leather armor is. Uh, where are we? <clears throat> That is, the weapons window don't line up properly with the columns of numbers beneath them. Does this mean that the combat computer only works for armor classes of 2 through 10? No! But to use it for combat involving armor classes of better than 2, or for any melee involving characters having bonuses or penalties to their armor class, it's necessary to distinguish between apparent armor class and enhanced armor class. Regardless of the actual armor class a piece of equipment provides its wearer, the apparent armor class is that armor this um, of that armor is the same 
as for all armor of that type. The armor class adjustments given in the player's handbook and reproduced on the combat computer only apply to apparent armor classes, those between 2 and 10 inclusively. For example, a man in plus 3 chainmail has an armor class of 2 for combat purposes, but the apparent armor class of his armor is 5, just as for all types of chainmail. The armor class adjustments for weapon apply to all objects of a certain armor type, magical or not. A character's actual armor class may be enhanced by a number of objects and factors. Dexterity, high or low, enhancement works both ways. Magic items, magic spells, possibly such things as physical condition. Whenever a defender's armor class is enhanced for any reason, using the combat computer becomes a simple two-step process. First, line up the plate at the base according to the defender's apparent armor class. Read the proper weapon window to obtain the armor class adjustment, if any, that applies to the attacker's weapons. Then rotate the plate until the pointer is opposite the defender's enhanced armor class number and read the proper break line of the class level arc to obtain the attacker's base 2 hit number against that armor class. Take into account the armor class adjustment for weapon type determined in the first step, and the result is an accurate two-hit determination that takes less time to perform than to describe. <gasps> so, example. Our third level fighter won't know it for a few more seconds, but his opponent is actually decked out in plus four chainmail. That's dope. That's really powerful chainmail. This gives his foe an actual enhanced armor class of one, but still an apparent armor class of five just as if the chainmail was not magical. To resolve the matter, the DM first lines up the combat computer as in the previous example, noting the weapon window and establishing the fighter has a minus one penalty to hit with the battle axe against the chainmail, apparent of AC5. Now he turns the plate so the pointer is lined up with his armor class of one on the inner ring of the base, then reads up from the proper line on the class level arc. This reveals that the fighter's base number two hit against armor class one is 17. This number is then modified either before or after the die roll to take the minus one for his axe penalty into account. As a double check against accidentally lining up plate and base improperly, a black patch will appear in one or more of the weapon windows whenever the pointer on the plate is rotated beyond the range of armor classes 2 through 10. If black shows through any number of the windows when you're looking for a two-hit number, that means you're dealing with an enhanced armor class. To obtain the correct armor class adjustment for the attacker's weapon, if you haven't done that already, you'll have to back up the plate to the defender's apparent armor class so the correct adjustment will be displayed. This, to me, makes perfect sense. I know listening to it for the first time sounds very convoluted and complex, but when you just think about, well, what's the straight-up armor class for chainmail? It's five. Then you move it over to five find out your weapon adjustments, and then you move over to the actual armor class, which is, of course, two. Pretty cool. All right, so other assistants. Printed on the plate in note form in various places are many commonly used two-hit adjustments taken from the pages of the player's handbook. These notes enable the DM to have an uh, at, I'm sorry, to have at hand virtually all of the information needed to properly resolve a combat situation. Of course, Many particular magic items and spells have an effect either on either the defender's armor class or the attacker's two-hit number. These effects cannot be taken into account 
by a device such as the combat computer and will have to be noted and allowed for by the DM when they are present. The combat computer, when used by itself, will prove to be a time saver for the DM and also will serve as an assurance to players that their character's two-hit numbers are being calculated accurately and consistently. When used in conjunction with the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Dungeon Master screen, or with the reference charts on page 124 of the player's handbook, the combat computer will still help to speed up play by putting most of the essential information literally at the DM's fingertips. Learn how to use the combat computer and you'll soon be playing a round of combat in almost as short a time as it takes to swing a sword. And of course, the credits, it was designed and developed by Laura and Tracy Hickman. They are great at this doggone game and role-playing games in general. The graphic design for it was done by Roger Raup. And the text editing was Kim Mohan. So let's take another quick look at the combat calculator. Now that we've talked about it, I'm going to look at page two. This is the base that you're going to be turning all the numbers to and all the different statistics and stuff. And you can see the armor class references. And then this sits inside of that base. And you can see that there's range adjustments listed, the different types of weapons adjustments listed, the two-hit adjustment for ability scores is listed, which is pretty cool. Standard two-hit adjustment is listed, you know, if you have the cover or something. Non-proficiency penalties. This is something that I think is really, really important. It's vaguely referenced in current D&D 5. Um, but if you're not proficient with a weapon, either because it's a class restriction or because you just didn't choose it when it came to non-weapon proficiencies you have negatives for just using it. It's basically like an improvised weapon. So, you know, you may be really, you know, trained and educated in how to use a, a long sword, but if you picked up like a flail, yeah, you get the basic mechanics, but you don't have, you know, the exact same um, muscle memory that you have for that long sword with the flail. So obviously you're gonna be less effective with it. Stuff like that I find personally very, very important. And you have all, the, of course, the windows with all the different weapons and, and their stats, which you're going to show through. So I wanted to show you that because I thought, again, you know, just to reiterate, it helps speed up combat, which is always important. No one likes, we've all been at the table. When combat is taking so long, someone else is either looking at their phone or doodling and not paying attention. And then when it comes to their turn, they're like, oh, uh, 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 I, d I don't know what to do. W what happened again? And you then have to recap the entire event because they weren't paying attention. This still happens on VTTs when I'm running a game sometimes. People just sort of fade away for a minute. It happens, it's normal, but you can cut that down by speeding the process up. One good thing about VTTs is they do all the math for you. Um, if you're doing it around a table, this combat calculator will help you a lot. Now, let's look at this website because I think this is a great little tool and I am super stoked that, um, you know, I can't actually find this damn thing. Here it is. So you have this person put this together. This is his version of that first plate which sits on the disc and then he actually put um, more information on the back of it, basically like from the um, Dungeon Master screen, where he has saving throws, turning tables, spell recovery time, racial adjustments, poison, um, and different 
light sources and stuff. So very, very handy. I have the link in the description of this um, video. So if you guys want to check this out and print out his version, it's a great first edition combat calculate computer, as he calls it, combat computer. But um, he has the exact same, you know, sort of information here. It's Mage of the Striped Towers. And then um, he, you know, walks you through it all, talking about how to use it, how to assemble it, and then uh, shows you some updates and stuff. And this is his completed version. So you can see how you twist this top plate part, and it goes around showing the different armor classes. Um, and then you just line it up with your level based on your class, the colored bands on the lower left, and you're good to go. You can see the two hit on a D&D, the weapons versus armor class modifier, and the target armor class. Pretty simple, pretty cool, and it works. So I'm going to be doing a video. Oh, dude, Chris, this is, this is just pure nostalgia fodder for me too. I'm going to be doing a video of actually printing out laminating and creating one and then doing a walkthrough of combat just so those of you who are familiar and fans of Advanced Dungeons & Dragons can see it in use and then, uh, you know, I'll have a link to the modified version that I make also in that video so you can print it out if you want or maybe I'll even just sell them on my website and just ship them over to you really quick. I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. But anyway, that's it. That is the article. I appreciate you guys tuning in and, um, you know, spending some time with me on this reading. Normally on Thursdays, I do um, uh, member-only readings because I've already sort of gone through all the public readings that I wanted to do. So if you want access to all of the member-only readings, all you got to do is sign up and become a member. It's like 99 cents a month to be a member. It's not for me to get rich. It's just for you to show support for the channel that you appreciate everything that I'm doing here for Dragonlance and for... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons in general. I'm going to be doing more of this Advanced Dungeons and Dragons stuff. I did a poll and a lot more people want it than don't. So I'll be walking through combat for Dungeons and Drag Advanced Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, different situations. I'll, I've got a whole idea about um, the anatomy of ships for water combat and, um, you know, different modifiers that might be involved with that. I got still got to finish um, all of the location videos in the era of the War of the Lands for all of you because I'm not done with those yet. But I've been, you know, for the past month or so, I've been working on the Soul Forged live play, basically taking the book, the Choose Your Own Adventure game book of the Soul Forge, and making it into a video version. So you'll have the character sheet on my website. You can actually just use it right on the website and look at the videos right on my website. Or you can download the PDF of the character sheet and then run it just from, you know, standard YouTube's website, however you want to do it. But it's got all the information so that you can play Raceland through his Test of High Sorcery. That's going to be dropping the day after Christmas on Tuesday next week. So... Look forward to that. If you've never played it before, it's a pretty fun little walkthrough. I suck at it. <laughs> I even have a digital dice roller on my website, so you don't have to have the six-sided dice yourself. You can literally just click a button, and it'll tell you the die number roll. So it's just a JavaScript random number generator. So I did everything I could to make sure you didn't need anything else other than my webpage to play it 
all the way through. So that's going to be released. It's going to be really, really cool. It took me so long because it's 226 different videos of options for you to go through. And all of them have captions for everything because it's just me reading, basically doing a dramatic reading of each of the passages. So it's got the text in the description of the video. It's got the text scrolling up the video and it's got the captions in the video of the text. And then I also included all the cards. So at the end of a video, something pops up. Those are called cards. And then there's also, um, I'm sorry, those are called end screens. The cards are the little uh, gear icon. If you click on the upper right-hand side of a video, it usually shows you a little drop down of extra videos linked. All of those are going to be the options, basically. So if it says, if you rolled three or above, choose this video. If you rolled four or under, or you know whatever, uh, choose this video. Those videos will be populated automatically for you. So you can just go ahead and click on them. And then you can just, you know, back and forth, go from the website to the videos or just do it all on the website and stuff. I tried to make it as simple as possible, which ended up taking a ton of time. And I will never do it again because it drove me insane. <laughs> but it's done now. So I hope at least one person tries it out <laughs> and has some fun with it. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this Dragonlance Saga reading. What do you think of the combat calculator? Have you ever played Advanced Dungeons & Dragons before? Feel free to email me at info or leave a comment below. This channel is all about celebrating the wonderful world of the Dragonlance Saga, and I thank you for joining me in the celebration. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, Slanjavar.